So, Jake, in uh, the, uh, the the grim darkness of the 41st millennium, where does the Empire of Man get all of their wool? Where? The Adeptus Bastardus. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, been sitting on that one for a while. <laughs> That's the level of comedy that I'm capable of. <laughs> so, um, welcome to another episode of Alon's Geek Podcast. Uh, today, Jake, um, the topic I have been dwelling on a lot other than that other one is... <laughs> and see, I thought of this while thinking about how lately, after seeing the drop in our listenership... Uh, some of our episodes have been pretty serious uh, lately, like, mm. uh, gaming etiquette yeah. and whatnot. <laughs> so, uh, a much lighter topic, uh, representation of women in miniatures games, specifically. <laughs> well. <laughs> Going for something real light. My <laughs> faction is out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and of course, I, I'm sure one of the things that brought this to the forefront of my brain is the fact that the uh, Sisters of Battle are soon to get some new models and a new codex. And uh, as we speak, for a couple of days now, they have had a beta codex in chapter approved 2018. Yeah. Which looks pretty cool. And, of course, it has some really nice artwork and stuff. It's, it's kind of an odd topic. Because, like a lot of geeky things, miniatures games have for a long time been a uh, guys-only sort of club. And, I mean, Warhammer 40k is a really solid example of that, where... It was in, what, the late 90s, I think, when they finally allowed girls in with the Sisters of Battle and then have ignored them ever since yeah, <laughs> until 2018-ish. Well, the Eldar have always been fairly um, representative. Yeah, there are there are a lot of but, uh, female models in the Space Elves. But that's the only um, example of real representativeness in that game yeah um, other than the sisters yeah and i do have a little bit of discomfort i guess with some of the eldar specifically the dark eldar because the women are uh kind of fetish geared <laughs> to be fair so are the men this is true <laughs> but uh definitely not the best representation i think but whereas um like the the current slash new whatever uh sculpt of celestine and her bodyguards i think are actually really good yeah uh, because I, I i looked at the models or the images of them and you know okay yes the armor still has breasts but it's in a reasonable sort of way it's not like a armored corset or bra yeah like you get in just some games sculpted. Yeah. It's sculpted into a female form, which is par for the course for the Imperium because they sculpt everything. Everything is Baroque. Yeah. Everything well, and is. It, it doesn't look skin tight yes. either. It is yes. still classic Imperium chunky armor. Yes. 
it, it doesn't look like it's painted onto them. <laughs> Models. Um, so, what other games? Uh, I think. Uh, I think the only one that I, off the top of my head, feels like it has somewhat better, you know, less um, objectified, I guess, <laughs> less objectified looking objects, <laughs> is Malifaux. Oh, yeah, Malifaux where fantastic on the like, But a lot of the early, like, first-generation masters, a fair number of them were female. Which yeah. is a nice change in a lot of these games. That being said, more than one of them were garbed and designed in a manner that was a little less than fla- uh, yeah. flattering. Yeah, the second edition recasts, once they moved basically everything to plastic, they got a lot better. It was a little less uh, sculpted for the male gaze, you might say. Yeah. Lady Justice still looks like she's in fetish gear. Yeah. Though... As their female characters go, she's she gets around the sort of she doesn't have, I should say, the classic female character problem of either she's got some kind of past trauma or uh, something terrible has happened to her because of her big strong man or something like that. She's just genuinely a badass. Yeah. <laughs> Um, gave up her own sight so that she could slay undead. Yeah. There's another uh, game that recently... I'm not sure just what happened, if it, it the property changed hands or whatnot, but um, I got some pictures here of their models. I tried to get, like, a male and a female from every faction. Do, do, do you see the problem, Jake? Yes, I, I see the problem. <laughs> With the new dust <laughs> models. That's... And, you know, I really like the overall aesthetic of the, like, war machines and stuff of dust. Like, they're very distinctive. And that makes me want to pick up the game. But at the same time... There's not a single one of these female models that isn't a pinup. Like the closest to not really pinup-y are these girls with what appear to be flamethrowers, but every single one of them is wearing a low-cut t-shirt. Yeah. And even their cultists who are wearing robes have slits all the way up to the head. Yeah. And look uncomfortably um let's say topical. <laughs> yeah. Even the way they're yeah, they kind of look like they're wearing burkas. <laughs> and, oh god, yeah, the the mercenary heavy machine gun squad. Yeah, the girl that's wearing a bikini and firing a heavy machine gun, yeah, that makes sense. Or um, the this, like, walker crew who's got her jumpsuit open yeah. all the way. <laughs> uh, the bikini girl firing a machine gun out of a mech. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that's not really female representation that's eye candy yeah which you know it's a business so by all means i guess sell something like that but you know you're not marketing to women you're not selling the models based on uh, what good representation yeah you know there's there's a good example 
I've seen some stuff where they have female characters done up in like that classic pinuppy way where they're scantily clad, whatever, and I'll ignore it if the guys are dressed in the same way. Yeah. It's one of the reasons why I like the Tharn in War Machine mm-hmm. is because the men are wearing as little, if not less, <laughs> yeah. than the women. And much like what you brought up with the Dark Eldar, they're all... In fetish in the, Yeah. <laughs> it's it's just one big fetish club. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm pretty sure there's... It's uncomfortably easy to build a gimp Dark Eldar. <laughs> <laughs> but... Uh, it just seems like it's overall a bad thing for the hobby. Like uh, Privateer Press even sells some models that are sort of eye candy-ish like that. But they're alternate sculpts. Yes, they are models that you can only generally get during a convention. And they can be substituted in for something else. The beer druid or whatever? Yeah. Druid's gone wild, that's what it was. Druid Gone Wilder, which you can use as a Druid Wilder. I'm drawing a blank on where to go from here, really. (laughs) Because I don't want to harp on about it, because, I mean, everybody's heard that, and it's not anything new. Entertaining and whatnot, yeah, to, to really listen to, but... I think it would be nice to see more female representation... Not just as a, there is a part of it that's PC. Yeah. I want, but where, where it comes from for me isn't the like South Park PC principle, you know, you gotta be PC, bro. You gotta be PC. It's the, <laughs> I love minis games mm-hmm. and I love being able to get my friends into minis games because you need other people to play them. Yes. And it's really hard to get people like my wife into a game if there's not anything that she can really attach to. Yeah. And as you know, that's one of the big reasons why she's never really gotten into 40k is because there aren't really any cool female characters. Yeah. The only thing that she kind of likes are the sisters and the sisters models currently aren't worth Look the money like to spend crap. On. Yeah. And at this point, she's unlikely to get into it just because, you know, it's whatever to her and she doesn't have the time to build and yeah. models and all of that. <laughs> but if I was going to get her to play, I would need something that she would think was cool, which means that here in January, December, or January, February, I might be picking up a small amount of Sisters of Battle models yeah. so that I have something to entice my wife into playing Kill Team at the very least. Yes. Well, and I'm planning on buying... A lot of sisters. Not necessarily because I like the faction all that much, but because that's how you tell a company whose function is to make money what you want them to do. And the sisters have been neglected for a very long time, and I'm reasonably certain, given the way the company's been behaving overall for the last couple of years, that they're going to do a pretty good, solid job of making something that any woman or girl could look at and go, I like this. This is sort of a, you know, it's a fantasy that I can feel like I am part of. And if they do, if they do half as well on the new sisters as they did on the sisters of silence, and as they've done on the new, those are awesome looking models too. 
And the new Stormcast Eternals. Yes. Love that there's a bunch of female Stormcast Eternals and that they're built like big, beefy, hulking bastards just like the dudes are. It's like they're slightly smaller than the guys, slightly smaller than the guys that are in the same squads as them. But if you compare them to models from other factions, they're still you know, head and shoulders taller and... yeah. Like barrel chested to where their chests are as wide as a normal human's shoulders. Yes, they are they are all Brienne of Tarth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but um the one thing that I'm kinda hoping might come in with the new sisters is something that has bugged me ever since I learned about 40k. Uh and that is that there are no augmented human women. Yes. In the way that you can play Imperial Guards men, which I don't recall ever seeing a female model among an IG or Astro Militarum kit. There aren't any female kits, but it is an established part of the fluff that there are just as many women in the Guard as there are male, which makes it really weird that there are no women models. Yeah. In the same way that there are dude regular humans and then dude augmented humans i think it would be pretty cool if they took this opportunity to make in the same way that they introduced primaris marines if they made some sisters who were you know meta humans so that you could have some you know somehow enhanced warrior ladies in your sister's army or just the regular human women who perform miracles of faith in the Emperor. <laughs> I mean, even if you take into account the fact that their power armor basically gives them the same stat line as a standard space marine. Gives them the same defensive stat yeah. line. They, they're, well, not even. It gives them the same armor save. <laughs> but their strength and toughness is still human. So they are, overall stat-wise, in between space marines and guard. You know, it would be nice to see them get... You know, like, like have a retcon or a new bit of fluff. Yes. Where they are in some way augmented. Even if it's like augmented by their faith. Yeah. Because that's a running thing through the sisters' army is that their faith is strong enough to literally perform miracles, which they have a system for now. Yeah. Well, I think they always had a system for it, but it's it more. seems simpler yeah. and more straightforward and flexible. It's, it's kind of like the command uh, tactics cards in Kill Team, okay. where they have faith points, and they can spend them, make a roll, so it's kind of like Psyker powers, but it's... Not. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's like priests in Warhammer Fantasy versus Wizards. Yeah. They but, both do magic, but one twists... Well, in old Warhammer, twists the winds of magic to do things, and the other one calls on a god to do things. (laughs) Yeah. But uh, I think this... I think if they're ever going to do something like that, introduce some meta-human women, this will probably be the point. Yeah. It it certainly seems like the best point to do it, from my not-very-informed perspective. I think it would also... Like, personally, I know it's a big debate on the forums and everything, but I think it would just be better if they retconned it and cut out the bit where you can't enhance a female. 
because the pseudoscience reasons they give for why the space marine process doesn't work on women are they're bull. <laughs> yeah. They they I could I could understand a point of view where maybe it's not as effective because like like one of the things that somebody argued was that it's it's based on testosterone. And so because women don't have as much testosterone, it wouldn't be as effective. So they, they, they blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure testosterone, well, that would explain the size difference, you know, the size of the muscles. Sure. You know, a female space Marine might not be as physically large as a male space Marine because they don't have as much testosterone to feel the growth of the muscles. Sure. If that makes you feel better. It's science fiction. We have demons and wizards in space. so But yeah. that has nothing to do with the growing of an extra heart or an extra lung or a poison filter or acid spit. Or that thing where they can learn by like eating brains. Yeah, or they can, or they can learn by eating brains or the extra node in their brain that lets them put half of their brain to sleep at a time so they can stay up for weeks. You know, that has nothing to do with testosterone. And if you're trying to tell me that you know, there is no, there has never been a good reason that they've given why it doesn't work on women. You know, argue that it's purely cultural bias. And I'll take that because they're already racist xenophobes. Why not be sexist? But, yeah. but don't try to tell me that, oh, yeah, you know, it, it, it doesn't work because women's physiology bullshit. <laughs> I suppose they could also, if they're not going to give the Imperium some kind of uh meta women they could if they really wanted to i guess bring up a new human civilization that has enhanced their women yeah or hell let chaos out eh, i i, I kind of like the idea of that there should be some good guys yeah and bad guys who are representative yes yes and i mean demons have the Slaneshi demons, which are kind of feminine. Which are girl-esque. <laughs> they're, they're more feminine than masculine. Yeah. Like, they're supposed to be androgynous, but eh, they're mostly women-looking. Yeah. For those of you who have not seen Slaneshi demons, they are supposed to be half-male and half-female. But the way the models are sculpted, it's an entirely feminine body that only has breasts on one side. On the right side. Yeah, always, always. the right side. <laughs> Which makes even less sense for chaos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But no, I'd, I would definitely like to see more growth. I yeah. would like to see... Like you said, I'd like to see metahuman females in 40k. Whether it's, you know, explained away as, you know, it's just a thing we do with the sisters, or the sisters have their own way of doing it. Or we just finally have female space marines. I mean, I even read one thing where they were like, the process would alter the women to the point where they wouldn't be female anymore. And yeah, I vaguely remember you telling me that, that there is some theory. fan theory that um, you can make a woman into a space marine. It's just that the end result looks exactly like. And the fact that space marines all have either a short like crew cut or bald head means that their typical way of indicating a woman other than giving them breast armor 
uh, is giving them long hair. And given that space <laughs> armor is passed down generation to generation, it would be sculpted unisex. Yeah. So you could argue that there are female space marines, they just are indistinguishable from male space marines. Insert, it's the beards joke from Lord of the Rings. <laughs> <laughs> but, and I would even accept that from a fluff standpoint. Yeah, though I still think they should actually have some kind of representation. Like, if they're going to do that, then they need to introduce some characters yes. and give them backstory wherein it makes it clear that this is a woman. Yeah. <laughs> you know, give them a female name. Give me a female named character. Yeah. Because, I mean, that's one of the nice things is while it took them three years to get female Stormcast Eternals models, the first short stories in Age of Sigmar had female characters. Yeah, Black Talon. Yeah. Is... Yeah, Maeve the Black Talon, uh, but the uh, in the Hammerhall and other stories novel, mm-hmm. one of the main characters in the novel is... I can't remember her name right now, but it's a she's a female rank-and-file liberator that hmm. fights uh, alongside the Sylvaneth. Huh. And, and she's not even a sergeant. It's, it's, it's a, it's a rank-and-file character. And when the commander is walking up and down the aisles, you know, doing his before-the-battle speech, you know, it's <laughs> brothers and sisters, not just brothers. So it took them a long time to get female models out in the, what they were going to decide was a female model. And... That one was fair because the dudes have super ripped pecs on their armor, so it makes sense that the girls would have breasts. <laughs> but it's even before they put Stormcast Eternal women on the table, they had Stormcast Eternal women in the stories. Yes. And I love that the new core rule book has a woman. Yeah. Eternal on it. <laughs> Just because, I mean, women have money too, and if the hobby is going to survive, everyone it needs to feed everybody. <laughs> there needs to be something for everyone. Which, you know, on a sort of race perspective, is one of the really nice things that they've done with, like, space marines and stuff, where there's whole legions who look like a particular race, because that's what is native to the planet where they draw from. Yeah. Um. You know, especially when you read the books and if you read the the side fluff, there's a lot of cultural representation in 40K, but there's not much in the way of gender outside of the Eldar. Yeah. I mean, at least the orcs have an excuse of being a non-gendered species <laughs> yes it's, it's it's not that orcs are all dudes it's that orcs don't have a gender they don't have sex <laughs> and they don't reproduce yeah they don't reproduce in any way they just pop up out of the ground yeah, they, essentially they, they, they they give off spores when they die and then they grow from that yeah definitely uh you know good stuff on the horizon at least from 40k oh dust i don't know it's just disappointing yeah it's disappointing to see progress in some areas and then see it go backwards in other parts of the same hobby. Yeah. You know, we look at Malifo, we look at War Machine, and we've seen a lot of growth there from a you know PC point of view, but we've seen a lot of backsliding in other areas. Yeah. Well, 
guess this uh, is about it for this episode. Uh, I may try to be a little bit lighter next time. Uh, Find something funny to talk about. <laughs> yes. Who knows what. But uh, thank you for listening. Have a good one. Riding a motorcycle is not like riding a horse. No, it's not. I've never done either, but I'm sure they're not the same. Now, in slight defense, the original tactics involved jet bikes, so it was a little bit, a little bit better. Wait, better? In the sense of... Horses don't fly. Or do they in 40K? Well, I mean, 